Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Matthew. Thanks for joining us today. So we begin our prayer and reading today. Let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all He's done, is doing, and will do. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you guide us and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget about you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Revelation 14 through 15. Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood a lamb, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps, and they were singing a song, a new song, before the Lord, before the four living creatures, and before the elders. No one can learn that song except the 144,000 who have been redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not been defiled with women, for they are virgins. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as firstfruits for God and the Lamb, and in their mouth no lie was found, for they are blameless. Then I saw another angel floating, flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Another angel, a second, followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made all nations drink the wine of passion over sexual immorality. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in its image and receives a mark on its forehead or his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day or night. These worshippers of the beast in its image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And as I heard a voice in heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. 
Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, seated on the cloud, was one like a son of man, with a golden crown on his head, a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, calling with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Put in your sickle, and reap, for the hour has come, for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So he sat on the cloud, so he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle across the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, and the angel who had authority over the fire. And he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle, Put in your sickle, and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle across the earth, and gathered the grape harvest of the earth, and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city, and blood flowed from the winepress as high as the horse's bridle for 1,600 stadia. Chapter 15 Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for which, for with them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire, and also those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this I looked, and the sanctuary of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the sanctuary came the seven angels with the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, with golden sashes around their chests. And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of wrath, full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the sanctuary was filled with the smoke from the glory of, from the glory of God and from His power. And no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Revelations is chock full of metaphors and symbolism. There are much more intelligent, qualified people who can better explain the meanings and implications that the author is describing. And certainly a lot of interpretations have been discussed and argued within the church. However, the book of Revelations is in Scripture, and these chapters describe the events that we should take notice of. Every being is proclaiming the glory of the Lord, either in worship, submission, or proclamation. There's a harvest that is described that separates those who are Christian and those who are not. There are fearful outcomes for those who are not worshiping the Lord. So Christians, what are some simple truths that we can take away from these chapters? First, our God is beyond comprehension. His glory and power is beyond our imagination, and yet His grace and love provides us hope in our depravity. Number two, as our eternal delight is to worship the Lord, how much more should we practice today for our eternal purpose, to His glory and our delight? Let us train our hearts and minds to worship the Lord. And last, but not com comprehensively, our God is a God of justice. And as we share our redemption story, we're not doing anyone favors for diminishing this fact. 
Remember that remember the many encounters with angels begin with do not fear. It can only imply that there is indeed a fear-inducing presence that angels have. How much more our Lord, if you're not one of His? So what does a healthy fear of the Lord look like in our lives? We emphasize His grace and mercy, but have we forgotten the power and glory that characterizes our Lord? Glory then invokes fear when exposed to it. It overwhelms and comforts. Bring this up in conversation with another believer this week. Share your experiences and revelations of how powerful our Lord is, and praise Him. Our Lord is worthy of praise. Lord, you are glorious, you are powerful, you are overwhelming, and yet you are tender and loving, our protector and our father. Lord, we repent for the apathy that creeps into our lives and dulls our recognition of your power. Help us to keep this awareness fresh. Develop our reliance on you and our confidence in your provision. Help us to know you with a hunger for more as we recognize that our satisfaction comes from you alone. We praise your name and we proclaim your glory and we delight in calling you both Lord and Father. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.